Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. A magnitude 5.9 earthquake hit Mansfield in Victoria yesterday, as we know, around 9.15am, and we heard reports from numerous Tasmania Talks listeners that they felt the effects of the earthquake all the way here in Tassie, in Launceston, the northwest, and even down in Hobart. So we thought we'd find out a little more about this. Joining me now is Geoscience Australia seismologist Dr Jonathan Bathgate. Doctor, good morning and welcome to Tasmania Talks. Good morning. And tell us about this earthquake. Is it apparently the biggest Victoria's ever recorded? Yeah, it certainly is. It's the, the largest earthquake that we've got on record since uh, we started recording earthquakes in the early 1900s. Um, it's uh, certainly an earthquake that's been felt right across the southeast part of Australia, in, including Tasmania, right down to Hobart. So um, it's probably the, the most significant earthquake um, since probably the Newcastle earthquake in 1989 in terms of having been felt and, and damaged. It is interesting. Uh, Brett from Launceston, uh, one of our listeners just called to ask Dr Jonathan Bathgate, what are the differences between the different levels of magnitude on the Richter scale? How does a 5.9 compare to a 6.0, etc.? Yeah, so the, the magnitude scale is, isn't linear. The, uh, the amount of energy released per uh, magnitude is actually 30 times. Um, so, you know, those differences can be quite, quite stark. Um, and also the, the depth of the earthquake plays a big role in, in what people feel as well. Um, so there's, there's lots of aspects to it. Um, it, it for, for this, this earthquake, um, the, the Newcastle earthquake was magnitude 5.4, just for comparison. Um, the, the difference here is that this, this earthquake occurred in quite a remote part of, uh, of mm. Victoria, as opposed to the Newcastle one that occurred pretty very close to the Newcastle CBD, and, and hence we, we saw a lot more damage uh, as a result of that one, even though it was a smaller earthquake. Certainly we've been uh, very lucky. Uh, we, you'd have to say, quite honestly, dodged a bullet having it uh, out Mansfield way. I mean, but I know that uh, the other ones have been some big ones. The Tennant Creek in 1998, I believe, they had several quakes measuring up to 6.7. Uh, Canning Basin in 1970, Richter scale was 6.7. Um, and then in, uh, is it Meebury in WA 1941, a 6.8 reports of a 7.2. So we've had some pretty big quakes uh, that probably most people wouldn't be aware that we've had that many. Yeah, exactly. This is, uh, in comparison to those, this is, is quite a lot smaller. Um, those those earthquakes are, are, are much more remote. Um, so, you know, Australia can get get large earthquakes. Um, magnitude 6.6 .6 in, uh, in Tennant Creek is our largest earthquake on record. Um, but we're fortunate that it was in central Australia with a, a low population density. Um, but, you know, we, we do get magnitude 6s across Australia um, on average about once every 20 years. Um, and there was a magnitude 6.1 in the Peterman Ranges in central Australia in 2016 that left a 20-kilometre right. long fault scarp in the landscape. And, you know, having that closer to a... Uh, population centre would have uh, been been quite devastating. Now, would there uh, would, there was an aftershock not not long after apparently, and how much damage was caused? I mean, but, and we know initially there's quite a bit of damage, especially to some of those buildings in Chapel Street, etc. But I mean, with the aftershocks, um, was there, do we know that anyone was hurt? Have you heard any of that? We haven't heard that anyone's been terribly injured by it so far. No, I haven't had reports of any injuries. Um, certainly, some some damage in Melbourne to some of the older structures, um, and and you know, at at 100 kilometres distant from from the epicentre of the of the 5.9, that's that's uh, you know, it's interesting, interesting for us, and it'll be a, a good learning experience to to gather that information on on 
on the damage and, and what has been damaged. So that, that's something we'll be looking into. But in terms of the aftershocks, um, they're significantly smaller uh, than that main shock. So the magnitude 4.1 is the largest that we've recorded so far. Um, we've, we're up to nine aftershocks now, ranging from really? uh, low twos up to, up to that 4.1. Um, so they're, they're still, still happening and there's probably a, uh, many more aftershocks there that are occurring that we, we can't detect because they're, they're probably too small. But um, uh, we expect that activity to continue over the, over the coming days and if not weeks. Um, right. And uh, hopefully at that point they'll just sort of start to get smaller and smaller and, and less frequent over time and they'll just sort of peter out. Now I know that um, earthquakes, uh, you, they're going to be quite different, but apparently uh, what Wednesday's earthquake was likely a thrust quake. Is that right? Um, we've actually got it as a, a strike-slip earthquake, which which basically means the two sides of the fault are, are sliding past each other, mm-hmm. uh, much like a, a, a sort of a San Andreas-style fault, where the, the two parts of the plates oh, yeah. are sliding uh, horizontally, as opposed to to vertically, which is a thrust-style event. So, generally in Australia, we get these thrust events because we're being compressed um, due to our, our tectonic movement. Um, this one's a little bit different, and uh, it may account for why it was so widely felt. What about uh, are there any uh, fault lines uh, that appear from you know, come across from the mainland under under the sea uh, down to Tassie? Because obviously, uh, quite a few people in Tassie felt it. Yeah, it's 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 not so much about. I mean, we do have fault lines right across the country. Um, uh, the reason that it was felt in Tasmania is not because the the fault line extends that far down. It's it's basically the vibrations that were caused through the fault rupture in Victoria. Those those seismic waves travel great distances. So it's those seismic waves that travel through the crustal rocks um, and and impart that shaking at, at quite long distances. So um, and that can be amplified depending on on the type of geology that you're sitting on. So for example, people here in Canberra, um, uh, some people to the north of Canberra felt felt the earthquake some people to the south didn't it all depends on the geology of what you're sitting on so softer sediments or softer rock can amplify the shaking Um, if you're in a taller building for example that can amplify the shaking as well Mm. Um, so people in in high-rise in Adelaide you know the buildings were shaking and and resonating with those seismic waves at great distances so it's it's the, the the seismic waves, the surface waves that travel through the crustal rocks that you're feeling. Very, very hard to predict, I would gather, wouldn't they? I mean, obviously, these are the things that are just so difficult. And we know, we, we, and we, are, we, ter- are we positive on what can cause earthquakes to start with, if, if maybe that's the way to start? And then if we know that, perhaps we can maybe think, that, well, you know, because in Japan they've got a warning system that uh, you get this tiny little sound on your phone, etc. But we don't have those. It must be terrible to predict. Yeah, it's, it's quite difficult in Australia. We're in a, a very different tectonic setting compared to some, somewhere like Japan or Indonesia where they're, they're basically sitting on the plate boundary, whereas Australia is, is well away from those boundaries. We're sitting in the middle of a tectonic plate, but that plate is moving north at about 7 to 8 centi- centimetres every year. And those stresses that occur with those collisions at the plate boundaries through Indonesia, um, through New Zealand, um, those stresses can get transferred to within the plate and, and activate those, those fault lines that we have through our crustal rocks. Um, when those stresses exceed the strength of the rocks, we get these movements. Generally, they're, they're released in small earthquakes like these magnitude twos and threes. And we, we record more than 100 magnitude threes across Australia every year. It's, really? very common it's it's a natural part of the process most of them go on un, unnoticed by the general public um but uh you know so th- 
that is the process where Australia is under compression and we uh, are activating these these old fault lines because Australia is, is, is a very old continent. We've got old rocks. We've got all these old fault lines littered through the country and uh, the stress is, is generally building up on all these different fault lines and, and usually released in small amounts, but occasionally we, we get a lot of stress released all at once and that's when you get these larger earthquakes. Are fault lines taking, taken into account, uh, Doctor, when building cities? Is it not a coincidence, a coincidence these occur out of highly populated areas? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, our cities have, have probably been established long before we had a good understanding of of, of the seismology. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've we've only really been recording earthquakes for a hundred years or so, um, and in in geological time, that's a very short period of time to to get a good understanding of of the geological structure and where these earthquakes might occur. So, you know, for Tennant Creek, for example, we had no records of any earthquakes occurring there before the magnitude 6.6 in 1988. So it's it's quite a difficult situation mm. for Australia. It's We have these, they're called intraplate earthquakes and they can appear to be quite random as opposed to earthquakes on the plate boundaries where they are occurring all the time. Um, Parts of Australia are more a- active, so the Gippsland area of Victoria is very active. Flinders Ranges in South Australia and the southwest corner of, of Western Australia are our most active parts of the country and, and frequently record earthquakes. It's uh, interesting that the magnitude 5.9 makes it, as we said before, the largest onshore earthquake in Victoria in recorded history. Yeah, and um, you know there is some some records of, of significant earthquakes a little bit further to the south. So there's a a five point Two at, at, at Moi, or 5.4 at Moi in 2012, um, a few 4.7s at Corumburra in, in Victoria in the Gippsland area. So there is seismic activity around there and uh, sort of around the magnitude 5s, but this one um, is, is probably the largest that we've got on record for Victoria. Yeah. How about, we didn't, uh, now we didn't feel it here in our, in, in our Launceston studio, but we had reports from listeners only blocks away that did. So why would that be? Just, just next door they did, we didn't. Yeah, and it, it it can be at those those sorts of distances where the the shaking might may be getting weaker. Um, it could depend on on what you're doing at the at the time. Um, if you're on a higher floor of a, of a building, you, you get that amplification, and you may feel it more strongly. Um, it, you know, it, it can depend on the, the building type. If you're if you're sitting on a on a, a concrete slab, or if you're slightly elevated, um, lots of things can come into play on on those uh, whether you. Feel it or not at those sort of weaker margins, um, uh, and and that would probably be a similar experience to quite a few people um, at at distance. So in, in Canberra and and Sydney, there's sort of patchy is patchy depending on uh, where you are, the type of situation that you're in. Well, they're obviously not too serious here in Tasmania, realistically. But as many people thought, they they may have been uh, imagining it until they heard the news of the earthquake. But we even had reports of someone down in Hobart on the sixth floor of a building feeling it, and one building in Launceston was even evacuated, I believe. Would the higher up you are make a difference? Yes, certainly. So um, you get these what we call uh, uh, the surface waves, these these long period seismic waves travelling from the from the epicenter, um, and they can resonate with with a tall buildings. So you get this uh, swaying, and and the buildings are generally designed to to cope with that, um, and uh, and and move with those seismic waves. But you get this resonance, and it's it's 
more exaggerated the higher up the building you are. Um, it's it's quite a frequent experience for people in Darwin. They tend to feel um, events that are occurring in the Banda Sea in Indonesia. Um, and uh, at 600 kilometres distance, people in Darwin in high-rise buildings multiple times every year um, uh, report feeling this shaking from earthquakes a, a mm. long way away. So it is a, it's a well-known phenomenon. So we're obviously pretty safe in Tassie in regards to earthquakes by the sound of things. Yeah, it's, it's not one of our most active areas. There's, um, there is a history of uh, some large events in, in the Bass Strait, but um, in, in uh, the early 1800s, going back that far, before we had instrumentation, there's some, some uh, anecdotal evidence of some very large ev events in the Bass mm. Strait. Um, but, uh, yeah, Je Tasmania generally doesn't t tend to, to be uh, one of our more, more active areas. What should people do if there is an earthquake? I mean, we've seen people in movies get into doorways, etc. I mean, and obviously they're not going to happen a lot, but um, what's the, what, what's the um, well, recommended thing to do? I mean, running outside, people suggest, oh, no, something might fall on you. Yeah, and that, that, that is certainly true. If you, if you have a look at the, the photographs in the news of, of what happened in Melbourne, you'll see all of the debris and all these bricks basically right on the footpath. So if you were to be running out of a building when, when the shaking is happening, um, you're likely to be underneath uh, all of those, all of that brickwork. So that's not the one, what you want to do. Um, drop cover and hold on is the, is the best advice. Um, so while the shaking is happening, drop to the floor before you get knocked over. Um, get under something sturdy like a table and hold on to it so that it doesn't move away from you while the shaking is happening. Um, and then once it's stopped, get yourself outside of the building and move away so that mm. you don't nothing else falls on top of you. Drop, cover and hold on. Um, where can we get more information on earthquakes for those that might be interested? Yeah, the uh, earthquakes.ga.gov.au uh, website has all the, the latest information on on earthquake activity in Australia. Um, we uh, update that website regularly. On, on We get all our information in from our seismic uh, monitoring stations across the country. We've got more than 100 monitoring sites across Australia. Uh, we have 24-7 staff uh, analysing earthquakes and populating that website with things that have occurred. Uh, there's a, a facility there for you to report if you felt an earthquake and that, that will appear on the map so you'll be able to see where you are in relation to the epicentre and tell us a little bit about the type of shaking you felt and how, how uh, strong you felt it in where you are and that all helps us uh, work out uh, what the seismic hazard is for Australia and how we should build appropriately for these for these earthquakes into the future. Because I know that uh, when I, when I uh, looked up and you've got all of those, uh, the numbers in regard to, you know, 4, four to 4.0 to 4.9 is, is a light, then 5 to 5.9 moderate, 6 to 6.9 strong, 7 to 7.9 major, uh, 8 to 8.9 great, 9 to 9.9 great, 10 plus epic. And I'm thinking 10, yeah. 10 plus run. Yes, yes, and and, and fortunately, um, you know, we ha we haven't experienced anything more than the six point six uh, in Australia. But uh, you know, uh, there is potential, possibly, we don't know, um, for for a magnitude seven on some of the faults that we've we've found in the landscape. Um, but mm. it's uh, you know, uh, not not to the same degree as the the magnitude eights and things that happen on the plate boundaries, like uh, like happened in Japan. Right, oh, good heavens. Well, you've certainly enlightened us all, and I do appreciate your time, Dr. Jonathan Bathgate, seismologist at Geoscience Australia. And I do appreciate the fact you've given us some of uh, your time this morning. Thank you very much for that. 
No problem. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Uh, any queries in regard to my chat with Dr. Jonathan Bathcape in Canberra? Uh, the seismologist at Geoscience Australia. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.